Good morning, my fellow Michiganders. Good morning, my fellow Americans. Um, I usually like to take Sundays off with my family uh, because I'm not getting to see them too much um, anymore. But uh, I just want to get on here and um, talk about some things that are coming up because I told you when things start to come out or if there's a lot of hate towards our campaign or people are attacking the campaign or if there's any news, I like to just get on here and update you because the news cycle so gosh darn fast, okay? And to keep up with that narrative, um, it, it's always tough. But when things come out, I always like to give you guys some foresight of what's coming in the future because you can already see um, the narrative that's being brewed right now for the fall, especially in our school systems, our workplaces, and so forth. And so I'm going to get to um, that here in a second to talk about, you know, what's, what's going on with the um, – the medical procedure and everything else, and the busy schedule that we have over the next three weeks. We are hammering down. I'm just looking at my calendar of what's coming up. Um, just give you a preview, and you can always find out what we're doing on GarrettForMichigan.com. Go to our event section. But this week, I'll be going to the Turning Point USA um, against the mandates in, in the U of M. Then I'll be going to a school board meeting in Matawan, Michigan that night to stand up for these parents, to stand up for these kids, um, and to stand up for these people who can't stand up for themselves. And that following week, I looked at the schedule. We have nine events in three days in, over on the east side. So we are going to be living over in the Detroit area. I told you we would do that, and we're going to be back in September. But we have nine events in three days, and they're back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So we are going to be very active. In the following week, we're going on our big UP tour up in the UP, where we're going to be touring the entire UP. Um, so it's a lot going on over the next three weeks. But I just want to kind of update you right now because, again, we've gotten a lot of hate, a lot of attacks thrown at us over the past week. And that's just the part of the game, folks. And people don't realize the worst thing that people do is poke the bear, right? You just throw more gasoline on my fire. And the more attacks we get, the more stubborn I get to continue to hammer down because I'm not going anywhere. I mean, they can they can bring whatever they want at me and at our campaign. I'm just not going to quit. But I like to get on and talk about these things and be transparent and just kind of shoot down all the rumors because when people start to use force, that lets you know that they're losing, okay, because they want to start forcing the issue and they want to start forcing everything else down our throats and they come out with the tax and the lies and the smear because they're getting afraid and they're getting frustrated and they're not getting their way, so they use a lot of force. But I told you from the beginning, I'm always going to follow Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment. Thou shalt not talk poorly about any other Republican candidate. I'll attack policy, but I'm not going to attack other people's campaigns. But I'm look at things logically and give you some information so you can kind of make up your own educated decision. And that's called power. So you must always use power, not force, because when you force people to want to listen to you or you force people to follow through with what you want, that's not the right thing to do, folks. And I'm always going to be nonviolent, and positive, and I'm going to bring people together because we are going to unite now. And we are going to unite the middle. We're going to bring people to our side and we're going to stand up and we're going to get things done as a movement. That's just the type of leader that I am. But again, it's always funny that when you when we announce our fundraising, all the people out there who aren't successful at fundraising, um, they start attacking. You know, he's all about money. He's doing this. He's doing that. Look, we all know this this game is you have to fundraise. If you're not fundraising, if you're not getting your messaging out on the big screen and on social media and on TV, you're you're not going to win. And that's just the name of this evil game. And I've said this time and time again, but I got to reiterate it. So let's talk about fundraising. And the campaigns who can't fundraise are the ones that are attacking the people who can. And that's okay. 
But I just want to point out some things. Let's logically look at some some issues here is our campaign has outraised some other campaigns by 16 times in half the time. And that is pretty impressive by we the people, because in our campaign, we got over 10,000 donations. 97% came from within the state of Michigan. 94% were under $200. That's all of your hard-earned money. So that's a statement that we made to not only everybody else who's running, but we also made to the establishment. We also made to the left that we're here to say, and we the people are gaining momentum and we're going to get stronger with each and every passing moment. That is what the reality of the situation is. Okay. So when you break down fundraising, you say, well, Garrett, then you're saying it's all about fundraising. But you have to go a little bit deeper and you have to analyze the fundraising. Number one, what I want to know as a voter is where did that fundraising come from? Did it come from special interest groups? Did it come from your own pocket Um, or did it come from grassroots? And I'm proud to say, and this is all public knowledge, you can look it up. You can look up every single individual donation in our campaign and other campaigns. And you're going to see that we've had over 10,000 donations. 97% came from within the state of Michigan. 94% were under the dollar amount of $200. Now, it's easy for people when they want to run, if they're very, very wealthy, that they can just throw $10 million of their own money into the game. That's awesome. That's good. But to me as a voter, that might have looked, you know, that might have been okay in the past. But today's election cycle, you know, we're going to be pretty engaged. We're going to be pretty active. And rhinos aren't going to allow just to throw their own wealth in. You have to prove to us that you can inspire people to donate to your ideas and to your values. You need to inspire people to come together to get things done because that's what an effective leader does. You know, a lot of people just talk. And when people don't raise money, they talk even louder and they get louder. Then they start attacking. And that's just unfortunate because it's time for unity. It's time for unity in our own party. And it's time for grassroots candidates to stand together and overcome the rhinos in the establishment. And I'm the guy for the job. And I've proven that. And I'm going to continue to prove that because I'm going to call out their clown show just as much as I call out Governor Whitmer's clown show. But you have to make sure that when you're fundraising stuff, where is the money coming from? Okay, because you can fundraise like we did with grassroots. You can fundraise with special interests, which the special interest will come. But I've already announced I'm not kissing the ring. I will always do what's right for the good of the people. So after we win the primary, then I'm sure all the the national money is going to start coming in and I'm going to take every penny of it because I want to beat Whitmer. But I will not kiss the ring. And that's my vow to all of you. Um, But that's more that's very important for us to analyze where that money's coming from. And you have to be able to fundraise to get your messaging out. Okay, and that's just what it is. And I made several comments on my speaking engagements, um, on some of my lives that I'm going to go all out with all of you. I'm going to do everything I can to represent all of you and to be an expression of all of you. But if we come up short for some reason, and if we don't win the general for some reason, then I'm going to go back to my cushy lifestyle. So now they're attacking my cushy lifestyle. So let me tell you all right now, and for those of you who follow me, you know where I come from and how I was raised. In my cushy lifestyle, I worked my butt off for 20 years to have this unbelievable lifestyle that God has blessed me with, but I earned it. I came from nothing and I built something through hard work, dedication, persistence, sacrifice. And I've always said hard work works. And I was able to accumulate a wonderful lifestyle that God blessed me with. And I'm very thankful and I praise God every day for not only my great lifestyle, but for my wonderful wife and my kids and everything else God has blessed me with. But I earned it. There is a big difference. This guy is not a trust fund baby. This guy earned every single penny. So I do have a cushy lifestyle now because I worked my butt off for two decades for it. 
That's why I love America, because you can come from nothing and you can work your butt off and hard work works. I just believe that. And that's the type of mentality you're getting with me as your future governor. I'm going to take take that same mentality, which I've done with my businesses, and I'm going to apply it to the state of Michigan. And I'm going to build Michigan into something special. It's going to take hard work, dedication, persistence and sacrifice. But I am just a man for that job. So for people to say, well, he cushy lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. Hey, look, I earned it. And I'm never going to feel sorry for what I was able to do through hard work. That's just me being transparent. So a lot of things coming out. Well, he's not debating anybody. Holy cow. The debates are going to come. So when these these other campaigns are saying, well, we want to debate now, that almost to me sounds like socialism, that everybody deserves a debate. Everybody deserves a trophy. No, you have to earn it. You have to earn it. And how do you earn it? Number one, you got to get on the ballot. You have to get on the ballot. Number two, you have to fundraise. And if you're not fundraising, then you don't even deserve an opportunity to debate anybody. You have to earn it through hard work, through inspiration. You don't earn things through because you're loud. You don't earn things because you're using force. You have to earn it. And you have to show the people that you deserve to be up on that debate stage. That's just truth. You know, prove me wrong with that. So when people are saying, well, he needs to do this, he, no, you earn it. And then in the future next year, Everybody that's earned a spot on that stage of debate, then you deserve to be up there. But you have to earn it. And if you're trying to force that, you're no different than the left and the socialists because you're trying to force things down people's throat. You're saying that everybody gets a trophy and everybody deserves the opportunities. Look, you get opportunities through hard work and you get through you get opportunities and God blesses you with opportunities because you put yourself in a situation to take advantage of them just because you talk doesn't allow you to have an opportunity. You got to go out there and you got to earn it and you got to work it. And you do that through fundraising. You do that through getting your grassroots people out there to get you on the ballot. That's how it is. So that's what we're going to continue to hammer down and make statements. And that's why I'm going to continue to get on there and shoot down narratives because I'm going to logically look at things and I'm going to tell you all the truth. I'm not going to get on here and beat my own drum and start ripping on all these other campaigns. I'll attack policy. And I'll attack the clown show. And if people are starting to do things like the establishment has done, which has gotten their hands into the party before they're supposed to, I'm going to call that out. That's just who I am as a person. But you have to use power, not force. And folks, I've been transparent throughout this entire time. I am not going to quit talking about fundraising. I am going to fundraise nonstop. Every opportunity that I get to fundraise, I'm going to fundraise because I told you I'm in this to win it and to beat Whitmer. And so for us to do that, we have to continue to fundraise nonstop. Every opportunity, every live, every post, it's always always going to be fundraising because we still have people in the state of Michigan who doesn't know what our campaign's about. They don't even know who I am. And how do you break through that? Because not everybody's in our own echo chamber called social media. We do that through word of mouth. We do that with boots on the ground. We do that with commercials. We do that with paid advertising. That's how important fundraising is. So again, in the description of this video is a link. We need your help. We need your help. Any dollar helps. And when you click on that link, it's $5. If you can do $5 right now, we'll take it. Because if you get 30,000 people to donate $5, holy cow, that's 150 grand in 24 hours. And we've done it. We've done it twice already. So if you can donate anything, you take your deposit bottles back. Hey, donate to the campaign. We need your help. And I'm not going to... Um, hide away from that fact. 
I've said that ever since the beginning. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to talk about fundraising, but we need all of your help because we're up against the establishment. We're up against all these special interests. I know the candidate that they're backing is getting all this national money right now. So we have to make a statement to the establishment right now. We're going to make a statement to Whitmer later after we win the primary. But right now we're up against our own party, our own establishment. And we get through that by fundraising and being a, being on stage with that primary contender because I will debate and I will win those debates on stage because I have all of it up here and I will hold all of them accountable and we will continue to push things forward. But for us to get on that debate stage, we have to fundraise and we have to get on the ballot, which you, all of my grassroots warriors right now, I can't thank you all enough. All the content, our group is above 82,000 now. Our Facebook group, Michigan Needs an Adjustment, and people are posting all these pictures and people are filling up the ballot petition. You all are simply amazing. Again, you inspire me and you continue to inspire me. And I told you from the beginning, I'll take the arrows, I'll take the garbage, I'll take all the mud slung at me. I do not care because I'm going to continue to push these things forward and represent all of you. But look, to just kind of end on this before I go into some data about Israel. If the tables were turned right now and there was a grassroots candidate that outraised our campaign by 16 times, half the time, we weren't raising nothing. Folks, I wouldn't be able to do this anymore because I can't take your money. I'm taking our donations right now and putting them towards a win. And if I knew in my mind and my heart and soul that there is no way that we are going to win, then I, I couldn't do it. That would be self-interest if I continue to take money and continue to get out there and, and say all this stuff that we're going to do it, we're going to do it. You got to look at the facts. And the facts are if you can't fundraise, you shouldn't be in the race. And we need to start uniting all these other campaigns. And people got to look at themselves in the mirror and say, OK, why am I really doing this? Do I really have a chance? And they're like, well, I always have a chance. Well, you have to look at it reality sometimes and say, you know, it's looking pretty it's looking pretty dim. OK, and if the tables were turned, I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to take your money anymore because I'm always going to do what's right because of all of you. But we are in this to win it. And we already made a statement. We continue to make statements. We're going to continue to fundraise. And we're going to make another statement when we release our October 20th fundraising. And then the establishment is going to say, OK, they're in this. And we're going to be going up against their candidate in a, in a debate in which I will represent all of you very, very well. Because, you know, I've been fighting ever since April 9th of 2020. And we'll continue to fight this thing forward. But that's just me being transparent, folks. And that's why we must unite. There are some loud people right now. But, man, it's time for people just to come together and start uniting because that's one thing we need to do is we have to get behind the person that's going to be able to lead this thing and to beat the primary candidate, right, and to beat Whitmer. And if you're not that candidate, then it's time for you to quit taking money from your supporters and start applying it to somebody who's going to win. That's it. The tables were turned. I would do that same thing. I would support that person. I told you, and I would go back to my cushy lifestyle, which I earned, by the way, through hard work. And that's just me being transparent with all of you. But we're in the lead right now. We're hammering down. And so I'm going to continue to, to continue to move this thing forward in the right direction and we'll get it done. So let's talk about some things going on about narrative, right? So I went on a radio show and they were supposed to talk about um, our campaign, our fundraising. And it was one of those interviews where they blindsided me, right? Um, but they blindsided me with the wrong subject. <laughs> so they start trying to, and there was a, a leftist liberal there, um, and he was just trying to do the fear mongering and everything else. And for those of you who listened to that interview, I stood my ground. And that's the wrong topic that you want to talk to me about is COVID, because I have all the research, science, and data that I've been hammering down ever since April 9th, and I've been spot on 1,000%. So it kind of, I think, backfired to them. And after the interview, like, wow, man, you're really passionate, and you know what you're talking about. I said, I just tell the truth. 
That's it. So the guy made a comment after I left. The guy that was against me said, well, I want to wipe down everything with Lysol. Again, fear mongering, right? So let's talk about a narrative, which I'm already telling you that was going to happen back in January, is all the people who have this medical procedures acquired immunity, it's going to wear off. And the research is starting to show that people who've had this naturally, you're getting decades, if not lifelong immunity. So when people always ask me these questions, like, well, what would you have done? I told you I wouldn't have locked down. I wouldn't have done blanket statements. I wouldn't have done blanket policies. I never, ever would have mandated anything. It's always a choice. But again, if you are elderly over the age of 70 and you have two or three underlying medical conditions and you choose that you want to do this medical procedure, you have every right and you have to make that own decision for you. But for the children and everything else to get this medical procedure done or young people who are healthy to get this medical procedure done, it doesn't make any sense. If anything, let it go through what viruses do. Let all those people get this natural immunity and then protect the other people. But what's happened is they're flip-flopping it. So now they're, they're in this kind of really interesting situation where they've been trying to get everybody to do this and the acquired immunity is only going to last, well, I don't know, six or seven months. And it's going to stop wearing off. It's going to start wearing off. What do you think is going to happen in fall? Well, it's going to go up again because that's what viruses do. They're not going to be eradicated like our governor promised that she was going to do. She wasn't going to open up until she eradicated the virus. Remember me shooting down that? So if we've only eradicated two things in the history of our species and for our governor to come on and say, we're not getting through this unless we eradicate it, I, all, I knew that was clown show. And so, again, I'm telling you right now, in the fall, it's going to come back. And it's going to infect the people who are, are, are vulnerable and it's going to infect the people whose acquired immunity is starting to wear off. And it's going to infect the people who have not gotten this already. That's just what viruses do. We can't run and hide anymore. We can't do mass mandates. They don't work. The science is proven. And I, I'm going to shoot that down at the Matawan School Board. And I'm going to go there and I'm just going to do what I'm good at, give up-to-date, accurate, truthful information. And I'm going to say my piece and represent not only my family, but the other families. And for the kids who can't stand up for themselves, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm not hiding. I'm not going to be going in the corner and be scared of this thing. I said this from time and time again. There are better appropriate ways to handle this. And the federal government's failing miserably. Um, there's some leadership in states that are failing miserably, and they keep pointing the finger, and they keep using force, and they're trying to incentivize instead of logically look at things and just lower in the fear, give people the information, good and bad, ugly and great, and allow people to be empowered and make the best decision for themselves and their family. That's it. It, it is as easy as that. And yes, it's unfortunate. There are going to be people that are going to die. It, it, that's going to happen. All right. But I tell you, it's a risk analysis. Because true health, according to Dorland's Medical Dictionary, is a state of optimal physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease and infirmities. That's in Dorland's Medical Dictionary, their own dictionary. Look it up. What are we doing to our kids right now, physically, mentally, and spiritually, who the risk of a child dying from this is so astronomically small, and there still has yet been a case where a child has contracted COVID, given it to the teacher, and the teacher died. So it's all fear, fear, fear. You're destroying these kids physically, mentally, and spiritually, and those three things are going to have lifelong consequences, and you're doing the same thing to some of these adults who have bought into this fear narrative. We can look at things logically. We can come through this thing together as a people and come up with some common sense things, right? You do not quarantine the healthy. I've been on my soapbox ever since the beginning. You do not. You can't run and hide. And I, I've been proven right. Sorry, I wouldn't even be on my platform right now if I've been proven wrong. But that's why the leftists hate me, because I continue to shoot down the narrative by giving you all up-to-date, accurate, truthful information, because it's happening right now in Israel. Israel is the number one country in the world that had almost their entire population um, do this medical procedure. And now they're calling for a third one. 
Why are they calling for a third one? Because their acquired immunity is starting to wear off, which I called out. And our governor didn't have any of that foresight. She did not tell us that. She did not give us that information. Be totally different. If in the beginning they would have said, hey, look, six months, research is showing that this might wear off. We're going to have to do something then. Nothing. Just, hey, we're just going to get the medical procedure and we're all going to be able to go back to work and no more lockdowns, no more masks. Look how well that worked. CDC is garbage. Defund the CDC. You don't defund our police. Fauci is garbage, right? And it's all coming out. And their narrative is breaking down. And now they're kicking and screaming, trying to run away and trying to blame everybody who has some sense and some knowledge about the subject and censoring people who actually have the truth. That's just a clown show. And I will continue to stand up. So again, look, it's time to unite. Let's quit just, I mean, these other these other campaigns, look, I appreciate the passion and you believe that everything that you're doing is for the right thing, but it's time for us to unite and it's time to back the people who actually can go against the rhinos in the establishment and can go up against Whitmer and win because we all want the same thing. We want to get Whitmer out of office. And I'm telling you right now, if I thought that somebody else could do it, I would not have ran, but God has put me in this position. I took advantage of the opportunity and I will continue to represent all of you by doing exactly what I have been doing and what I will continue to do is be an expression of all of you. That's just what it is, folks. So you take the opportunities, you run with it, but you have to look at things or things sometimes logically and say, okay, uh, the chances of this is not happening. So I need to start supporting other people and I'm not going to take any more people's money. I mean, that's just, uh, that's not me. I would never do that to all of you. And that's just uh, me being transparent. Okay. So have a phenomenal day. Enjoy your family on Sunday. Um, it's the Lord's Day, okay? Just got back from Mass, and so we have to continue to hammer down. Busy, busy three weeks. It's going to be a busy year and a half, folks. But we're going to continue to rock and roll. We're going to continue to hammer down, and we'll continue to unite people because we need the middle. We need the middle to beat Whitmer, okay? I'm not going to change my values and beliefs on my core principles, you know, the Second Amendment and pro-life, pro-constitution, any of that. But if anybody has a great idea to move this state forward to make Michigan great again, then I'm all ears. I'm all yours. That's just who I am. All right. Have a great day. God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan and God bless these United States. Donate right now, whatever you can. $5, $10, $20. I don't care. When you take your deposit bottles back, you can donate to the campaign. The link is in the description. Just go to GarrettForMichigan.com and that's where you can do it. I appreciate every single one of you. Have a phenomenal day because I know I will. Bye-bye.